0: I'm Joseph, and welcome to another episode of Speak Easy. Today, we are going to take an in-depth look at the rules surrounding POIs, the different kinds of POIs you can offer, and which POIs you should offer, as well as talking a bit about POI strategy in general. POIs are one of my favorite subjects in the debate, so I'm really excited to dive right in. But, before the fun stuff, Let's begin with a reminder of the rules and some more in-depth explanations of the technical elements of POIs. POIs can only be offered and accepted between minutes 1 and 6 of a speech. Before or after these points, it is both forbidden to offer and accept a POI. Speakers cannot waive their protector time, so make sure you pay attention to the clock if you haven't accepted one yet. It is permitted to accept a POI at the six minute mark and for the person offering to need a couple of seconds to actually start speaking. As long as it was accepted at six, it is a legal POI. POIs may not be longer than 15 seconds, but the speaker who accepted the POI may cut it off at any point in time. If they cut you off, stop speaking immediately. It is dangerous to stop speakers prematurely, as a POI that is stopped before the judge understood what it was about will be discounted by the panel in its entirety and treated as if you had not accepted one. Obviously, if you let them ramble on for 15 seconds and they still made no sense, you gave it your best shot and the judges should not punish you for that. You cannot tell a speaker or team to stop offering POIs. I mean, You can tell them, but this does not oblige them to actually stop. The only thing you can do is reject currently offered POIs, at which point no one may offer a POI for 15 seconds. We can therefore deduce that you may offer a POI every 15 seconds as per the rules of the game. That being said, if your offering causes active noise disturbances, that is obviously not okay. In other words, don't bother other people during their speeches. You have to take one POI during your speech. The official recommendation is three per team, but one per speaker is mandatory. Obviously, if no one offers you a POI, besides maybe one or two early in your speech, you won't be blamed for not accepting what hasn't been offered. But to make sure the judges realize you weren't offered a POI towards the end of the permitted time, ask for a POI explicitly. I recommend prioritizing the speakers on the diagonal because they have fewer chances for direct engagement. Accepting their POIs demonstrates that you have answers to whatever they can throw at you. I just want to clarify though, not taking a POI doesn't mean you lose. It just signals to the judges that you were less willing to engage and demonstrated less engagement, which can result in reducing your personal speaker score for that speech. If you as a team refuse to accept a POI from another team, that can change the call vis-a-vis that team if the call is close between you and them. So how do we offer POIs? After the one minute mark, we can begin offering them. You may say things like point, POI, speaker, or on that. Do not specify within your question what you're going to be asking about. Even on that is borderline, but it is usually accepted by judges and tournaments as being a fine way to ask a POI. Do not say things like, On that thing you just mentioned explicitly, direct engagement please, as that will be seen as intentionally disruptive and annoying. A POI may be phrased as a question or a statement. There is no rules about what you can or can't say. It works basically the same as if a speaker is giving a mini-bit of a speech at that point. I have, however, heard some speakers claim that, because a POI wasn't phrased as a question, they can't or won't answer. If I'm judging you, and you say this, I will throw pens at you. Or at least I will in my mind, and be very annoyed with you for saying something blatantly irrelevant that signals you don't know the rules of the game. It's not very persuasive, so just respond when someone makes a statement. Just refute it, or weigh against it, or lie and say you already responded, although good judges will also be annoyed at you for this because they will know you haven't. Quick note on one special case of POI, the clarification. For all intents and purposes, it serves as having accepted a POI. It is unique insofar as it can only be asked of speakers who are presenting a model. That means it can only be asked of PM in policy debates. In cases where the leader of opposition runs a counterprop, Gov teams may also ask them a clarification. There exists no obligation to accept a clarification. But I do generally recommend accepting one being offered as making sure that your model is clear to everyone in the debate makes it less likely that the debate becomes messy. A debate becoming messy will usually be held against the team most responsible for setting it up poorly, so you benefit from answering clarifications. I also recommend accepting a regular POI from the diagonal so that your deputy speaker has a chance to try and predict the extension from the closing team on the other side. Now that we're done with the setup, let's talk about POI strategy a little bit. There are four common types of POIs that you are likely to come across and or want to use in debates. I'm going to tell you which you should use and which you shouldn't use and explain the logic behind that. 1. Red herrings A red herring is a malicious type of POI that is offered in order to intentionally mislead the speakers about what your case is. This is often done by asking about bizarre or weird tangentially related things. I highly recommend not offering these, because generally you'll be seen as a dick for doing this. More commonly, however, it is a waste of a POI, because all but the most novice of debaters will know to just answer by going, I don't see how that relates to the debate, you're welcome to run that in your speech, and then I'll answer via POI when you do, and you'll have straight up achieved nothing other than waste your chance to do something useful. Of course, if you succeed in wasting several minutes of that speaker's time, that definitely weakens them. It just doesn't actively help your case either, making this at best a destructive tool. Two, destructive POIs. These are also sometimes called rebuttal POIs and refer to offering specific pieces of refutation via POI. As a general rule, these POIs are bad. At worst, you just highlighted a weakness to a speaker who can now fix their case, thereby strengthening their material. At best, you've beaten a case that took at most 15 seconds to refute in its entirety. A case that falls that easily is almost never persuasive to begin with. This is not true in 100% of cases, but it is true often enough that you will know when you need to respond to something via POI. But as a rule, avoid this type of POI. 3 Constructive POIs This form of POI has two versions one if you have already spoken, and one if you are yet to speak. Let's begin with the first one. If you have already spoken, a constructive POI serves to remind the judges of your material, ideally with an explanation as to why your case beats the case that the team currently speaking is making. This kind of POI demonstrates that your material, which you spent a lot of time building up, is relevant to the adjudication in regard to this team and makes it less likely that a judge forgets this during the deliberation. That makes this a very helpful, and in my opinion, the ideal POI to ask. If you are yet to speak, this POI format shifts a bit. You basically want to tell the team speaking what it is you will be proving to offer them a chance to engage. You can ask them a question about what their opinion is regarding Thing X without clearly stating that you will be arguing X, but that being the obvious implication. You can then later refer back to their responses to highlight that they had the opportunity to answer you, reminding the judges of their answer, defeat that team's answer, and showcase why therefore you win. I know this latter version is the more controversial one and also the scariest to ask, so I will come back to this in just a second, but let's for now go back to the final common type of POI. 4. Trap POIs. This refers to POIs that push concessions from speakers. As such, you can probably imagine that this POI format is only useful if you are yet to speak. If you don't get to explain why the concession is a problem for that team, it will probably become irrelevant to the debate. One example from my personal debating career was during the quarterfinals of the Thailand World Championships, where I was in CG and had to defend parents teaching their kids to prioritize rewards later in life and working for that or something to that effect. The LO went on and on about how his mother had pushed him to work hard and achieve a lot, but that this was very straining for him. I eventually get to ask my POI and simply ask, are you, as a person, happy to be right here, in this room, giving this speech as a successful debater? The speaker in question did not understand where I was going with this, scoffed, and said, of course, before moving on. Suffice it to say that our extension about delayed gratification, greater success later in life, and a little poke about L.O. owing his mom some gratitude was very effective in knocking opening opposition out of out rounds. This is the power of trapping teams in concessions. They explain, by conceding a part of your case, why your side is superior to theirs. These POIs can be very difficult to pull off and require experience, but once you can use them reliably, you should. They have all the benefits of a constructive POI, but are less likely to be stolen than explicitly stating your extension. In terms of accepting POIs, as a general rule of thumb, you want to ideally prioritize accepting POIs from your diagonal teams. Accepting two POIs from them, and only one from the team in the same half of the debate as you. The reason for this is simple. The team in your half can engage directly. The team in the diagonal cannot. Especially for back half teams, it is critical to demonstrate strong engagement with the opening teams, and POIs are one of the clearest ways to demonstrate just that. Let us now return to why offering your extension is a controversial point in POI strategy and discuss the trade offs a little. Offering your extension early has a number of advantages and disadvantages. So let's list some of the most important ones and then evaluate these, starting with the pros. The most obvious advantage of offering your extension is that allowing the opening team to know your extension demonstrates excellent engagement on your part because you're offering them the opportunity to respond directly and preemptively. Secondly, you get to hear exactly how they would answer to your extension, their preemptive rebuttal, so to speak. This tells you exactly where you need to spend the most time proving your argument, which makes your case stronger and allows you to highlight that you accounted for their responses to you. This, again, represents an opportunity to highlight your willingness to engage to the judges. Finally, on the pro side, it is just good form and makes evaluating the comparative standing easier for the judges, which is usually good for you if you did this correctly. Remember, back half in particular has a much higher burden to show they win than top half does. So you being able to point to the fact that they had the opportunity to answer and failed, or you took down their responses, is good. Now, let's take a look at the cons. If you offer your extension very early, it allows the deputy speaker to develop very strong early responses to you, potentially ones too strong for you to overcome. Second, if you offer your extension explicitly, this represents a very easy opportunity for your own opening to steal your material. While it is possible to mitigate these factors by offering your extension only toward the end of the deputy speech, it is impossible to completely eliminate these risks. And even so, I still recommend you do this. Here's why. First. If your extension can be taken down by the opening team in its entirety, odds are it may not have been the best extension to begin with. Second, if your extension can be stolen in its entirety off of a 15-second soundbite, it either was already present in the opening team's case or, again, was not a very solid case to begin with. If it had been very good, it is almost impossible for your openings deputy to run their rebuttal, weighing, rebuilding, and whatever other material they have in addition to writing their own notes while fully making all the links of your case in such a way that you cannot make a significantly stronger analysis extension. But if them stealing it does take the argument entirely, that tells you that your extension wasn't very deep, which then pushes you towards stronger material that you might not have considered before were you not forced to think of more stuff. On net then, if you want my advice, I recommend you offer your extensions to top half, at least towards the end of the deputy speaker's speech on the diagonal. Also, remember that the primary way judges evaluate whether you beat another team is through your engagement with that team, both preemptive and after the fact. POIs are one of the easiest ways you can demonstrate engagement explicitly, so don't be afraid of them. Rather, see them as gifts to signal that you're a competent debater who can answer the annoying teams on the other side of the debate. Let's now make a quick checklist to make sure you caught everything. Today, we learned the rules surrounding POIs, the different ways you can offer POIs, what types of POIs you could or should offer, and that offering your extension to opening teams is generally a good call. All right, guys, that is all for now. I hope you learned something, and if you have any questions, put them in the comments below or write to us on Twitter at Debate. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends or other debaters you know who might be interested in this series. As always, you can find the cheat sheet for this week on our website, speakeasydebating.wordpress.com. You can also find the cheat sheets for previous episodes here, as well as motions from competitions that we track. For now, have a nice week, and I'll see you next time.